I'm in bed right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in bed right now. And am I going to be getting out of bed anytime soon? Probably not. I just got out of bed to get this pissing laptop and camera and mic. So I'll be staying here for the foreseeable future. Why? I'm in LA and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it here. In fact, every time I talk about it, I'm close to tears. I'm close to tears. Let me not cry. I am in LA. It's pissing it down. And I hate it here. And we're going to really be talking about that in this podcast. <laughs> we're going to really be talking about that in this podcast episode about why I hate LA, why I'm here. <laughs> because, yeah. So, I mean, as there's not really much else for me to say in this little intro. We might as well just get on with the pissing show. Shall we? No. Ayame, you're being so negative. You're being so negative, Ayame. Shall we get on with the show, my sweet darlings? Shall we? Let's go. <laughs> you are listening to Inayame We Trust, live from Los Angeles, Hace. Way Hace. And who am I? Well, I'm your host, Ayame. This podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to watch it live in the flesh, you can do so on my YouTube, Ayame P. If you want to submit an agony, you can do so on my website. What is it? Oh, everythingayame.com. Oh, get me out of here. Love you. So I guess the question is, why are you in LA? I don't know anymore. I never knew in the first place. I did it to pretend that I, I came here to pretend that I was extremely important and I was just doing LA and doing Hollywood. But I don't need to be here, nor do I want to be. And I'm going to, I'm going to set out the reasons why I despise LA as a city. Why LA as a city is my least favorite place on the planet. Least favorite. I've been to an incredible amount of cities, an incredible amount of cities, LA, I'll never come back here. I probably will, because apparently this is where all the TV and film is, but why? Do you hear that? Do you hear those sirens? You might not be able to, but I can. There's sirens outside and it's pissing it down. I made a TikTok yesterday. It's pouring with rain this week. I came on the week where it's pouring with pissing rain. And I made a TikTok yesterday because I got a flood warning on my phone. I got a, in fact, I got one at 7 p.m. just before I went to bed. <laughs> Cause yeah, shall I also shall I also divulge? I went to bed at 8 p.m. yesterday because I'm so depressed. I'm so depressed here. I went to 8 p.m. I went to bed 8 p.m. yesterday and I got rudely awoken by another flash flood warning. It says, National Weather Service, emergency alert. A flash flood warning is in effect for this area until 9 a.m. PST. This is a dangerous and life-threatening situation. Do not attempt to travel unless you are fleeing. Jesus. An area subject to flooding or under an evacuation order. I put up a TikTok basically saying you guys need to get a grip. What the hell? You're having some rain. You're having some well-deserved rain in a hot country. Get a grip. Apparently, they don't have sewers here. They don't have a sewage system. They have drains, which is another... This is... Okay, let's put that down as reason number one. Absolute stupidity. Reason number one why I don't like LA. How do you not have drains? How did you not build this city and think, do you know what, guys? Do you know what we need? Because, yes, it's hot. Yes, it's hot. Hey, hey, Jeff, um, can, I just, can I just say, I know that it's like hot temperature. I don't like how I just said temperature. <laughs> I 
I know it's like a hot temperature, um, but like sometimes we sometimes get a little bit of rain. I feel like we should in like build a draining system so that when it does rain, the rain kind of travels down, goes into the drain. The drain then leads to like a sewage system and then rain stops damaging and killing people. And they had they had him. I'm going to say his name's Tony. They had Tony in that meeting and they said, Tony, like, stop being an idiot. We literally only have sun. And that's how I feel like the conversation went when they said, how do we how do we fix a drain system in this place? How do you not have a drain system? Reason number two, I got off the plane here and the same thing happened. The same thing happened when I got off the plane um, the last time I came immediately my happiness was drained from me immediately this place feels empty and i'm 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 very big on energies i'm 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 not really a spiritual person but i'm very big on energies and there is an energy in this city that the minute you get into this city depression because it's not there are other cities I'll go to, like for example, London for me, oh God, my stomach's rumbling, I'm fasting, which is which leads onto the third reason why I, I hate LA and I'll, I'll divert, forget it. I, London, when I go into the city of London, I look at like the buildings, man-made buildings. It's not like nature, but we have more nature than here. I look at the buildings and I feel motivated by them. I don't know I don't know how to explain it. Similar to like when I go to Toronto, downtown Toronto, I look at the CN Tower and I think, wow, crazy. There is no building here that I look at that I think, wow, motivation to be a big star. None of it. Because I don't want to live like any of these people. I mean I want to be incredibly rich, don't get me wrong, who doesn't? But this incredibly rich seems disgusting to me. I hate it. I hate, I hate it. I hate this. <laughs> um, reason number three why I hate LA. I cannot put into words how sad the homelessness makes me feel. There are homeless people everywhere. There are homeless people in London. I feel the way we treat them and the way that they are, I guess, able to progress off the streets. Completely different to hear. Homelessness is a final destination here. Final destination. It's not a, a, a moment in your path. Final destination. And so I went to Runyon Canyon yesterday with Mackenzie and she was saying how drug addiction here is so poorly treated to the extent where people like heroin addicts will be given more heroin so that they, they're able to get it safely instead of off the streets and using off the street needles. As opposed to having a fund or having a program that allows addicts to learn about their addiction and therefore pass through it. Addiction and homelessness is a final destination here. There's no way out. And again, I don't live here, so maybe I don't understand the system. Maybe I'm not well-versed on the system, but it looks to me like the homeless people here, that's them. That's how they live. They will never get out of it. And that freaks me the piss out 
because I don't understand as well. There's people living in tents in Hollywood, in downtown LA. There's people living in tents all along a street and then you'll keep walking up that street and then there's people just walking into coffee shops and getting their coffee and just having a day. And then you'll you'll be walking through Melrose, which is, or, or even Rodeo, you will be m- walking through a um, a place where there are expensive shops, expensive shops. And then as you turn a corner, crackhead that's just been left to, to live as a crackhead, no help. I don't understand how you can have such wealth and have it so close to such poverty and how the wealth does not in any way want to help the poverty that does not that makes me feel sick i hate it reason that's reason number three why i hate it here reason number four why i hate it here now i think i mentioned that my stomach was rumbling do you know why because i'm having to fast I'm having to go back onto intermittent fasting because the food here is killing me and making me want to jump out of my building window. There are so many additives, E-numbers, God pissing nose, steroids. I don't know what is in the food over here. For the first three days, for the first three days, in fact, this podcast, I feel like I'm going to really, I'm going to really tell you all some some private information. I feel like this is a very sacred community in Iyame We Trust. And I'm therefore going to tell you all something that I wasn't planning on telling anyone other than my best friend. Anyway, first few days of me getting here, I had the worst fart situation in that I would eat 20 minutes after I would eat, pop, 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 toot, toot, toot. It would stink like absolute ass poo. And I was thinking, what the hell is going on? And I wasn't eating anything crazy when the first got here. I went to Target and bought chicken so that I could prepare food while I was here because I didn't want to eat like highly processed food. So I just got a free range chicken, some couscous and salad. I ate that and immediately wanted to shit myself. Why? What is in this food that makes me want to shit myself? Anyway, the following day, I just had chicken, again, chicken, mash, and broccoli. Again, shit yourself. It then got to a point, so yesterday, not yesterday, day before yesterday, I was so fed up. And as well, everything I was eating, I was finishing the day having eaten about 2,500 calories and not having eaten crazy. I would have, I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Not crazy breakfast, lunch, and dinner, literally just like a bagel a lunch which was a chicken, rice and veg and a dinner which was the same and finishing on 2,500 and coffee. The coffee alone was about 300 calories. Uh, 300 for a coffee. I went to, um, I bought a, I bought an, an iced tea. I thought, oh, do you know what? Let me just get an iced tea. It's iced tea. Can't be that crazy. It was a brisk strawberry melon iced tea, right? And I I am aware, I'm fully aware that this episode is me ranting about how much I hate LA. I hope it provides some value and you don't feel downtrodden. I hope that if you live in LA, you don't feel like I hate you personally. Probably I do. I don't know. (laughs) I bought a brisk strawberry melon iced tea because I thought iced tea. Yes, it's tea. It was bright pink. And when I say bright pink, 
it spilt on my kitchen counter. I'm in, I'm in a, in a apart hotel. It spilt. The kitchen counter is like a white marble. It spilt and left a bright pink mark. When I wiped it, bright pink mark. I had to scrub the kitchen counter to get that whatever, whatever neon flavoring was in that drink. I had to scrub to get it out. That's that's point one. That's issue number one. Um, anyway, yeah, back to the farting. And so yeah, the day before yesterday, I was just like, I'd given up. I was eating, I was eating um, my crisps. I bought a load of crisps. I bought that iced tea, that iced tea had spilled. And I was just like, there's no way, there is nothing I can do to get out of this hell of bad eating because it's everywhere, it's everywhere. But then I've since made a meal plan and I'm now intermittent fasting. Um, but prior to that, just kind of was eating my crisps, eating my sweets and just, just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be like this. I'm just gonna be unhealthy. I'm just gonna let the food poison me because that's what it wants to do. No matter what I do, I'm going healthy, poison. I'm not going healthy, poison. But yesterday, I'd started my intermittent fasting, which is going well. I don't eat until about 1 p.m. And then I eat, eat, eat until about seven. So lunch and dinner, essentially. I'm missing breakfast, not having a coffee so that I can stay within the calorific range I need. Um, but yesterday, <laughs> I don't know if I even should be. Anyway, no, we, we've started it. We, and let me just say, this is a trusted space. This is a trusted space. I should not be judged. Please do not judge me. Yesterday when I got home after I was doing my intermittent fasting, after I guess my body was processing all the shite that I'd been eating, I was sat and I turned on Love Island, caught up with Love Island. And I was sat in a white dressing gown. <laughs> oh God. I'm telling you the details because the details make it worse. I'm sat in a white dressing gown. And I'm watching Love Island, looking at the juice, thinking, oh, okay, today has been a good day because I've stuck to my calorie range and I'm okay. I, things are looking up. I'm just chilling in my house. It's a safe space. And my stomach rumbles. I need to fart. So I do so. I fart. But the fart is wet. <laughs> the fart is wet and very warm. And I'm confused. Have I shat myself? I say to myself. In my white dressing gown, I lean over, move the dressing gown, and in fact, I have shat <laughs> I have in fact shat myself. I've shat myself. That's not, and it's not like a, oh my God, uh, 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 exaggeration. There was shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, first thing I do, obviously, take off the dressing gown and call my best friend. I called my best friend and told her, Eleanor, I've shat myself. She obviously, first response, laughs at me and asks me why. As if I did it on purpose. As if I was just sat there on the couch and said, you know what I could do? I could just shit myself here in my white dressing gown. I could just do that. I did not do it on purpose, Eleanor. I, uh, it was very much an accident. It was very much out of my control. 
I put the dressing gown in the wash. It's completely clean now and cleared the area. But that's how, that's how dehumanizing this place is to the point where I've lost control of my bowel system. I hate it here. And I think that's, that's all the reasons why I hate LA. Um, I don't know enough people. The only person really I know in LA is Mackenzie and I love her. So I can't say the people, I hate the people. I will say, and it's not just LA though, it's very American. When I go shopping, I don't get left alone. When you go shopping in the UK, anywhere in the UK, you walk into a shop, you might get greeted at the door. Someone might say, hi, welcome. You say, hi, you're right. And you go about your business as you should. If you have a question, you find someone and you say, hey, do you have this in a size, da da da? And they'll say, let me check. And they check. And then they say, oh, sorry, I don't. And then you say, okay, that's fine. And you go about your shop and they leave you the piss alone. In and on this side of the planet, you walk into a shop. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for asking. Can I help you with anything today? No, just looking. Thank you. No problem. Let me know if you need anything. I can help you right out. Okay, thank you. Carry on walking throughout the store. We have so many of these. They just came in. These things, these dresses that you're looking at. Do you want me to get open your uh, fitting room for you to try that on? No, thank you. I'm just looking at it. Okay, no problem. I've never been more left alone than in the UK. And I hate not being left alone here. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I know what I want. I know what I like. If I need a size that's not here and I really need a size so much that I'll ask you. Do you know what I'll do, babe? I'll ask you. Piss off. Piss off. And I don't know whether it's because I'm miserable. I don't know whether it's because I'm British. I hate it. Piss off. So that's another reason why I hate this side. <laughs> Other than that, I think that I think we can wrap that segment up of all the reasons I hate LA. Um, I think I've given you. I think I've given you quite quite a few. And if you like, I said, if you live here and you feel like I personally hate you. It's a case by case basis. I'd have to meet you first before deciding whether I hate you. Because there are people that, that live here that I don't necessarily hate. Um, there's people here that I've met that seem lovely. Um, but the vast majority I despise. Anyway, that's been this segment. <laughs> We're gonna move on to Deary Arme, which is when you guys are gonna ask me letters, uh, ask me letters, ask me questions, agonies within your letters that you send to me about the problems within your life. I will say that because of how angry I am at this place, the advice I will give may be aggressive. In fact, also in addition to that, because I'm having to fast, because the crazy amounts of calories in this place, I am hungry, I am angry. So any stupid questions in this part of the podcast will be addressed with stupid answers. I love you all so much. Please be patient with me while I'm in this godforsaken city. I hate it, I hate it. And do you know what sometimes I think about? Do you know what I think about as well? I wanna be a star. I want to be a star. I want to be a global phenomenon. 
I'm going to probably have to come back to this godforsaken place. And that to me is my worst nightmare. I don't ever want to come back. But I probably will have to. I probably will have to at some point when I'm just a huge mega famous actress and pro producer and direct, no, I don't want to direct, producer and presenter and host. I'm gonna have to come back to the city because there's so much here and I don't want to. <sighs> anyway, let's move on to the next segment. Now, what I was saying, they don't really have a theme. Um, this week but what i will say is the theme is i can scream at them that's the theme so let's get started with the first one dear Yami, love your podcast thank you and i feel like i need an honest opinion and perhaps humbling that is already you've already let me know that i can scream at you thank you after i broke up with my boyfriend of five years i immediately hooked up with another guy Open brackets, not a good idea. Close brackets. I was 18 at the time. Hold on. <laughs> I'm sick of these children sending me in things. Okay, so you broke up with your boyfriend of five years and you were 18 when you decided to hook with someone else, which means that you had been with your boyfriend from the age of 13. We're talking about a 13 to 18 year old. I'm already preparing myself to scream at you. I was 18 at the time and so used to being in a relationship that I got attached quickly. He was love bombing me and said, I love you after a week of seeing each other. So I thought he liked me too. We had X after a month. He's a year younger me than me and I was his first. Wow. Hold on, where are you from? Is that illegal? It's not legal, it's, it's legal in, in the UK, but anyway. And a month after he stopped talking to me and said I was too clingy that he wanted nothing serious. Over the past two years, we have been on and off and had many arguments about me wanting more from him, but I've become somewhat emotionally unavailable to him after he hurt me multiple times and I him too. Hold on, that's why I hate children. You're not making sense. You just said, We've been on and off and had many arguments about me, i.e. you wanting more from him, but you've also become somewhat emotionally unavailable. So what, what the piss are you talking about? Now he is hinting that we are something serious as he called me his girlfriend while drunk and small things like saying I shouldn't cheat on him when I go out. Oh, I miss being young. I have been avoiding the talk because I think we wouldn't last a day in a relationship because of his trust issues. I see him a few times a week and all we do is hang out and have X, which still makes me think he wants nothing more. I'm almost 21 and feel like I'm getting too old for a situationship, but I'm too scared to open up to him. I'm in desperate need of any help. Tips. First of all, stop being a twat. <laughs> no, Yami, be nice. Please be nice. Please. You're an idiot. You are an idiot. What do you pissing mean? First of all, you've already, there is no, there was no need for you to even send in that agony. Do you know why? Because you answered it within the agony. You have said that you have hurt him and him you many times and therefore having a relationship with him would just not do well because you already have trust issues with each other. So piss off and leave each other alone. Point one. 
point two, you're 21, and you've said you think you're too old for a situationship. Babe, look at me. Look at me. I'm 27. I'm 27 years of age, and I'm in a bed. No boyfriend. <laughs> you will have situationships for a long pissing time, babe. 21, they don't stop there. They don't pissing stop there in their hell. Unless you enjoy the situation shit, but no one ever pissing does. Anyway, leave him alone is my most simplest piece of advice. You already know it won't work. Him saying that you're his girlfriend when he's drunk, he's drunk. You need someone to say it with conviction, with pride, and with absolute soberity. What's the word? Sobriety. <laughs> Not when they're drunk and they just call you their girlfriend and, and you're not even sure. The main thing that you have to be assured of when you go into a relationship or when you speak to someone that you think values you is that you know for a fact they value you. There is no question about it. You would not be sat here questioning whether he actually will be nice to you or whether he actually thinks you're his girlfriend because you're not sure because he said it while he's drunk and he love bombs you and he said I love you within the first week but then I guess his actions I presume have not lived up to that because you're here writing me this message stop being a stop being a silly little babe stop it it's actually wasting everybody's time you're 21 go out on the lash with your friends do live your life speak to other boys this man is not for you that's it. That is absolutely it. He's also a year younger. So really and truly you're dating a 12 year old because really and truly men, the maturity rate is astonishing for them. Leave him alone. Go about your business. If you're questioning things, then it's not the right one. If you're really questioning whether or not it will work, then it won't work. It absolutely will not work. You have trust issues, babe. He has trust issues. You both have trust issues with each other. You're questioning whether you're his girlfriend, but every time you see him, all you do is just chill and have sex. Do you not want to be with someone that when you see them, they make an effort? They take you to nice places. They plan nice things for you. Don't you want to be with someone like that? I think you do. I think you've answered your own question. And I think you need to piss it, leave him alone. Next one. You just, and here's the thing, I've been avoiding, what are you even saying to me, sweetheart? You said I've been avoiding the talk because I think we wouldn't last a day in a relationship. So what's your question? Your question should be, should I leave him on Monday or Tuesday? And I'll say Monday. Silly girl. So being a silly girl. I hope that was humbling enough. Next one. Dear Iame, I can't find a normal man. They don't exist. Next one. Dear Iame, I'm a 22-year-old girl and I think I like girls. <gasps> Lesbian. The thing is, I'm in a relationship with a guy who I love. Bisexual. I'm not going to break up with him, but I feel weird about being attracted to women. Why, homophobe? Why? Why is that weird? Should I be honest with him about how I feel? Is it better to keep my feelings to myself so he's not so insecure? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you're triggering me, you're triggering me. I don't know how to feel other than confused and overwhelmed. Any advice will help. P.S. I'm loving the podcast. You're not gonna love it after this, I tell you that. Um, first of all, why do you feel weird about liking girls? I like girls and I also like boys. It's very normal. I think most people do. 
it's just like a different rate, different volumes. Do you know what I mean? Don't feel weird. One thing that I will say that I think you should carry throughout your life. Do not give a piss about whether you make a man feel insecure. That is my biggest takeaway from this. You think that first, that's, that's point one. You telling him that you're scared he's going to feel insecure. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it, babe. Feel insecure. I hope I made you feel insecure. I hope so. You deserve nothing less than to feel insecure around me. Don't you live your life questioning whether you're making a man feel insecure? What the hell? Who gives a hoot? Who actually gives a hoot? It's a man who gives a heck. Secondly, I mean, in my experience, I don't think he'll care for two reasons. First reason, for well, one of two reasons. One is a good reason, another is a bad reason. I feel like potentially he won't care because for some reason, men, when they find out women are attracted to other women, they don't see that as a threat. A man seeing you, you, this man seeing you as his girlfriend being attracted to other women does not see another woman as a threat, unfortunately. But so many women take so many girlfriends from so many boyfriends, so they really should. But they really don't for some reason. It's the male ego, it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing that we as women have to sometimes navigate. So I don't think he will feel insecure. Secondly, if he's a good man, and the one for you, he won't feel insecure because he'll see it as, oh, you like women and that's you and I love you and I'm with you and I don't feel as though you will go anywhere else because I feel secure in our relationship and if you do, then maybe we're not meant to be together. That's a good man, they're very rare, they're very rare, so I hope you've bagged one. Um, tell him, when I was with my ex-boyfriend, I told him I, I liked girls. One, he didn't feel insecure because he didn't feel threatened by it, again, triggered. But two, he didn't feel insecure because I didn't say I'm gonna go sleep with some women now. I just said I'm attracted to girls. It's the same thing as you, he knows you're attracted to men because you're with him and he's a man. He doesn't feel insecure about other men, hopefully. Unless you're worried about him feeling insecure because he's usually an insecure man, leave him alone. Insecure men are literally hell, leave them. Find yourself a nice woman, <laughs> please. Yeah, tell him, tell him, what's he gonna do, leave you? Then he's a homophobe, get a grip. You like women, you like a bit of minge. That's okay, I do too. I haven't actually had a minge yet though. But I, I think I would like it. <laughs> Get out there. Get out there, silly woman. Oh, you're 22. So you're a baby. Okay. I was screaming at you, you're only a child, but... I was screaming because I care. It's okay to like girls. It's okay to like boys. It's okay to like boys and girls. And you should feel comfortable enough to tell your current partner your sexual uh, orientation. If you can't, if you don't feel comfortable enough to tell them, you shouldn't be with them. End of. Next one. <laughs> Dear Yame, I never thought it would get to a time where I'd be so lonely that I'm sharing my problems anonymously on a podcast forum. Welcome. <laughs> well, I guess I'm that fed up with bottling my emotions. I'm tired, Ayame. I don't know if I have friends or people I'm just familiar with. Let me be sincere. They are not always there when I need them. I just sit with them for class. Oh, it's a child, it's another child. <sighs> Laugh together and all that. But during my hard times, they are there but they don't always know that I'm going through something and I'm not the type to tell people that this is what I'm going through. You would literally 
tell that something is wrong from my face only if you knew me well so like are they my friends i don't know anymore i already am going to i already want to scream at you i'm 18 years of age in my third year of university and i still can't say yes that's my close friend i just feel like i'm giving up on life you're 18 you're 18 you're 18 are you pissing me off you're 18 giving up on life you're 18 There are times that I just sit and watch how close some friends are and can't help but think, why can't I have this? Am I the problem? I honestly don't expect you to understand me because I don't understand myself either. I don't, babe. I just want to rant because I was fed up today. I cried so much today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> what a gal. First of all, you're 18. Don't you dare think about giving up on life. You're 18. You are 18. One eight. Your, the first digit of your age starts with one, level one. You haven't even reached level two. Piss off. Number two, you might be the problem. Let me tell you for why. Your friends can't read your mind. So just because they can't, if you're suppressing your feelings and trying to mask that you feel upset and then you're getting upset with them for the fact that they can't read your mind that you are upset, babe, get a grip. Of course they can't. And you're 18, which means the friendships that you're developing now, you may have only had for a few years. There's life, so lifelong friendships that are people that can read you because they know you. They know how your body language is. They know, like, for example, my best friend can tell within seconds how I feel if I'm upset. And sometimes she gets it wrong. Not all the time, but sometimes I've known her since I was 12. I'm 27. Similar with another, another very close friend can read me like a book. I've known her since I was seven. 20 years of friendship. And yes, you develop that. You're 18, my love. Of course, people aren't going to be able to, even if you weren't, even if they couldn't tell me, they can't read my mind. If I'm masking my emotions and trying hard to suppress a feeling of sadness so that people can't tell that I'm sad in the regular day-to-day -day world, then of course, it's going to be difficult for them to like see that you are upset don't be upset with them for not being able to tell that when you're suppressing it and it also may be that the people you were with are just not the people that you're going to be with for the rest of your life i.e friends because there you have to go through different experiences go to different events go to different things where you find you you slowly over time build your tribe it's not going to be built at 18 my love it's not going to be built at 18 absolutely pissing not I'm 27, I'm still building my tribe completely. You have to give yourself give yourself time to build those friendship groups. You're a, a baby, a baby. So what I mean to say is that over time, you may meet people that immediately you click and that is your, that is your person. They come and they go and you find them and you lose them and you keep them sometimes. That's how friendships work. If you're with, if you, the friends that you are with, the friendship group that you have now, you see them and feel good when you see them, that's just about enough, babe. If you see this friendship group and you're laughing together and you can speak to them about things, if, if it got to a point where you were feeling really shit and you can say, hey, can I talk to you about something? And they say, yeah. And you feel, you don't, you won't feel judged by them. That's your friend. If it gets to a point where, when you are going through a hard time, you can call them, like you're struggling with something and you say, I need your help. 
and they can help, that's your friend. That's all, that's it. They won't be able to read you like a book because I've only known you for a few years. Stop being silly. 18 and you feel like you've given up on life? Heck, 18. You have so much life to live, so much to live for. Please do not convince yourself that you've given up and you're only 18. Please do not do that. You have so much waiting for you. So many friendships to make, so many friendships to lose, so much experience to have waiting for you, to, for you to look back on and say, wow. It's made me quite sad actually. But it's quite funny. It's, it's, uh, sometimes I think about the problems I had when I was 16, so maybe 10, <laughs> 10 years ago. The problems I had where I thought the world was ending because I'd had an argument with a friend at the time, which let me just say, I no, I no longer speak to some of them. And I'd have arguments with them and think, oh, this is it, the end is near. I'm over, I'm done. You're not done. You have so much more to do. And you're gonna enjoy it. Please don't give up on life. You're 18, that really upsets me. Um, do you know what? Yeah, how does that feel? You've ruined my day even more than it has been ruined. I hate, I'm literally sat in bed. It's raining. I hate the place that I'm in. But you, with your pissing agony, have made it worse because I want to cry at how much you, you, want, you want to give up at 18. Please do not. Anyway, stop bottling your emotions as well. People can't read your mind. Speak to people. It's the biggest thing to do. Speak to people. Get it out of your mind, through your lips and into the atmosphere so that it's no longer taking up space here. <sighs> well, that has been my podcast for today. I like to sign off with the fact that I do despise LA. I guess I, guess I could say a simple, a simple thing, which is that even though I'm currently in LA having the worst time, at some point I'll leave LA and I'll go somewhere else and I'll be... I'll be feeling a lot better and I'll do other things. And even there will be days in LA, like for example, when I went to Runyon Canyon, well, I'll think, oh, okay, it's not that bad. Badness and sadness is temporary. Same with happiness. Everything in this life is temporary, everything. And you have to really seek comfort in that. You may be happy, savor that happiness because it's temporary, because at some point you will feel sadness. But again, don't dwell on the sadness because it's temporary. Everything passes. So my time in LA will pass. Maybe even my hatred for LA will pass. Doubt it. But maybe your happiness has to pass in the same way your sadness does. Savour it. Take note of it. And just live. I keep saying that. Just live. But do. Well, I'll, I'll speak to you all, I guess, next week. Next week, I'm going to be in Toronto. Thank <laughs> pissed for that. Next week, I'm going to be in Toronto, my hometown. I'm Canadian. Yeah, yeah, I am. Love you lots. Bye.